Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Closed the book and I put it on my bookshelf and I was like, I can't, I can't. And it was just one of those like, one of those moments. And it took me maybe a year to get over it and to just be like, that is, but that ending is perfect. That's like a super British, oh yeah, super British ending. And I oh, think yeah. it was watching the the season of Black Adder sat in. Uh, in in Queen Elizabeth's court, mm, where sure. at the end they all died, right? Yeah, and uh, and that was like, okay, I'm starting to be okay, a little bit more okay with the way that. But this then, ended. then they sit there and they give you uh, the fourth season of Blackadder. Blackadder goes forth, mm-hmm. where they also kill everybody. That was it. World War One, right? And it is one of the most tragic. It's a scene you're, you've been laughing at this show. For four years, and you're mm-hmm. tearing up in the last minutes as they're discussing the futility of war, and the and it's just like, mm-hmm. hang on, we got this isn't this isn't this, this isn't is funny comedy, and this I is, don't think this is genius, but it's not. I don't comedy. think that they because I don't think they killed anyone in two one and two. They didn't kill everyone. No, they the, the, the first season they slaughter he slaughters the entire court. Everybody dies, and then they. Uh, second season and third season were just standard black eyeders and right. unrepentant jerk. <laughs> was there one after the World War Two one? No, uh, it goes up through four, which is World War One, and then there was the uh, special, which was the time travel one, where you were black eyeder is this saintly figure in the future, but everyone just takes advantage of him, and he's taken, he's basically given it's the wonderful life treatment. And he goes back in time and discovers that he's been an unremittent bastard for every other life. Uh-huh. When he gets to, when he comes back, he's like, screw this. Uh-huh. I'm going to be evil. Because <laughs> he gets to the future, I think, and he finds that Baldrick is emperor of the universe. And he's like the sniveling assistant. Yeah. And it's just like, no, no, this can't, this can't, <laughs> I can't have this. Right. Well, and I think at the I, that was the funny thing about Blackadder is that it starts off like all he's the dumbest person in mm-hmm. the room, and then by the end he's the smartest, and everyone else is stupid. Yeah, and it goes you know backwards in a funny way. Yeah, this has nothing to do with Teen Wolf, however. I don't even think we've said. Hi, everybody. No, we have not. Hi, I'm everybody. I'm Dustin. I'm Tim. And this is Apocalypse Now. And this is the f- five of the five, four, three, two, one final episode. Yes, this is the the fifth, the the, the fifth to last, and its its title is Filler McFillerson episode, <laughs> an episode where we didn't. It's 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 so close to a bottle episode that. I just, and it was one of those episodes where literally the only information that we need at all happens in the last ten minutes. Oh, I wouldn't even say ten minutes. I'd say in the last minute and a half. 
No, because we learn about the they're going to attack the nematons, which you don't know anything about nematons. I don't know anything about nematons. Uh, that's important to know. Okay. But is that in the last uh, ten minutes? So let's yeah, I think somewhere around there, last ten and nine and a half. Basically, five. this is the romance episode <sighs> where uh, you know it's just all Barry White music all the way through the episode. And well, okay, <laughs> so they've got a plan. The the supernaturals were supposed to have left town, but they didn't. They have super secret, secret sneaky plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the crazy Nazi youth of of Beacon Hills are going around poking people with the same scalpel over and over and over again to see how fast they heal from the scalpel wound. And we just need to point out, once again, there is no adult supervision in this town. No. These are teenagers. These are not legal adults, and they are poking people with sharp objects. But I think, I think at this point it wouldn't matter if there were adults in Beacon Hills because the, everyone is being affected... By this this fear, this pervasive fear, and all of the everyone is cowed. The only people that are acting are the crazy people, are the ones who are doing the attacking. They're the only ones who are who are have any any motivation to do anything. Because if you notice, several times things are happening, and the classroom is full of people, and they're just all like staring at their yeah their yeah notebooks and. But it's still very much, I mean, this is something that I've noticed since we started watching the show, and you've pointed out that this is true. In fact, there is very little adult supervision in this town ever. Mm-hmm. But especially right now, when firearms are being bandied about, and mm-hmm. children are stabbing other children with tidy swords, and it's right, like, but, good lord, yeah. where are the teachers? And then, and then, oh god, we have the most illegal... Interrogation. Well, first, hang on. Okay. So first, the uh, there's this poor little ginger, and he is he's trying to avoid the scalpel, but they get he gets caught up by, um, what's his name Nelson or whatever, and some other kid, and and he gets cut and he runs off to the bathroom, and the other kid's like, I'll go find him. And he runs off after him, and Nel- and the ginger is in the bathroom washing off his hand, and he is healed already, mm-hmm. which means he's a supernatural. And the other kid's like, hey, so what are you? And he's like, I'm a were-coyote. And, and the other kid's like, well, I was hoping that you would be something like what I am. And the kid's like, well, what are you? And he grabs him by the arm, and this, like, ball goes from his arm into the other kid's arm, and apparently he gets infected with spiders. This kid is full of spiders. This is the second team full of spiders. These are... The Arby's monster filled one kid with spiders. And then that kid went and poured his spiders back in the Arby's monster and then died. And this is a brand new kid filled with spiders. I don't know if the Arby's monster put the spiders in this kid or if this is... There are way too many teenagers walking on this town full of spiders. Too many children with spiders. (laughs) Again, there is no time where the sentence... Full of spiders is a good one. Right. This so, is never a thing. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Nelson is freaking out because he's having all sorts of like, is this the right thing? Moments I'm feeling like maybe like am I? I feel like maybe he's wondering if he's on. And so then we get to the interrogation. Oh yes. So, kid Voldemort. Yes, um, and uh, and uh, Scotty's deadbeat dad. 
uh, is... are in the counselor's office, and he is got a tape recorder, and he's interrogating him about the events that have gone on. Now, there are a number of things that are wrong with this scene. Mm-hmm. Starting with, it should not be happening in the counselor's office. It should be in the principal's office. Mm-hmm. Kid Voldemort's dad should be there, or, or his, mother, yes. or his legal guardian, or, or his, his attorney. Lawyer. A, an adult of some kind. He is a minor. Um, and let's see. The guy interrogating him should know that. And no counselor. A guidance counselor. A guidance counselor. Evil? Yes. yes. Attractive? Yes. But still, a guidance counselor is giving him legal advice. Now, have we seen... At any point in this show that she's got a law degree. No. Also, but, I mean, if you wanted to, like, just dissect all of the conflicting interests in that scene, Mm -hmm. like, nobody, like, how did this room full of people even happen? (laughs) Because, because obviously Scotty McCall's deadbeat dad dad has the last name Mm -hmm. McCall. Mm -hmm. And they know he's Scotty's deadbeat dad. Right. From the FBI. He is kind of there on his own. Like, she even asks him, like, so does the FBI know what you're really investigating here? And she, she, he kind of, like, shakes, you know. By the way, that's not how the FBI works. Just so you know. Yeah, you can't just be like, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and, and, and investigate a thing. And they'll just be like, oh, okay. No, you have to, like, tell them what you're going to do and get an assignment. Yeah. And you get a several part. There's even one time an Asian lady was standing there next to him, like, checking notes or something. Yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't even, it's, well. Because after this botched <laughs> attempt at an interview, uh, he goes to check out Gerard Argent's uh, armory, which is Full of guns for all the people in all the town. And there's this lady there, and she's like checking boxes or whatever. And he, she's like, it's good for me. And like, okay. And then... He's not violating any firearms laws. He is a licensed dealer in, I don't know, invading armies, armaments, I guess. Yeah. So... <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? Uh, right. So then they go back to the school... Because then we find that the, the, the little redhead who's been eaten by spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, he's full of spiders. That's yeah. never a good thing. And he's kind of deadish. He's, right. He's, he's not well. He's, he's fading. And so the tall brunette of the horrible teenagers yeah. uh, from last week, or two weeks ago... Uh, she Last said, episode. She she looks at the two of them and she goes, "You have to get rid of the bo- you have to get rid of him." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> she's you? like, "She's like, uh, kill him the dead part." And they're like, "Okay." And the tall one goes over there and strangles him to death. And the two teenage boys have looks on their faces that I don't ever want to see on anyone's face. They just don't. It, no, they just don't look right. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It was hard for me to tell. And uh, part of this, I think, is, um, like, because they're both from the the uh, Ian Salmonholder uh, school of eye acting. Mm-hmm. So they look, whenever they have an emotion, their eyes get big. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell if it was 
killing stuff is fun, eyes big, or if it was, I've just gotten really, really over my head with this new extracurricular activity that I've signed up for, kind of eyes big. Because the blonde kid's mouth is in this perpetual smirk. That's uh-huh. his default look. Yeah. That's that's his resting face right. is, is a sneer. Slightly sl- sl- is a slight smile. And I'm sure in another role with maybe sure. different hair. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, a lighting... Because he's got... He's had sinister lighting since he, like, walked in. Oh, sure. In. So, like, if you light, lit him different and, like, cut his hair different and whatever, he might... This slight smile that he always has on his face might come off not so creepy, but it's yeah. like <laughs> it's all creepy. So, what's his name? The black kid goes out to his car. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mason. Mason goes out to his car. Fest- like, like, if he had, if there was another blanket that he could put on top of that pile. <laughs> Like, just to make it even more comical, just the most giant pile of blankets that he's carrying through the school. <laughs> luckily, luckily, it's he's doing it to be noticed. Right, yes. Because for a second there, I was like, why is he, where is he getting all these blankets at the school? Why is he at the school getting blankets? But then it's, no, he's trying to get one of the junior hunters' attention. And, yeah. Yes, and he gets, he gets idiot blonde kid. Mm-hmm. And he follows him in his car, and we are treated to a car advertisement. Yes, uh, some tourist situation. Uh, They're both in Tauruses, just mm-hmm. different models of the same tourist. Pretty sure that if we, I think we blinked and missed it, but there was a disclaimer at the bottom letting you know about APR rates mm. and, uh, you know, 48-month uh, payment plans. But he's, so he calls Liam, and he's like... Yeah. On the in in... Uh, in-car Bluetooth comes standard. <laughs> he says, so, uh, yeah, he's following me, and he's, like, a car length behind, and he's really bad at the following. He's like, I can see him yeah. <laughs> in a red car. <clears throat> and so he gets to Liam and Theo, mm-hmm. who are waiting for them to get there, and they're going to do some sort of, like, you know, lead him on a wild goose chase to this zoo situation. This abandoned zoo. Meanwhile, Scotty and Malia and Lydia and Argent are going to go to Gerard's armory and do something, blow up the guns. And there's like a moment where it's like, oh no, are they going to leave? Are we gonna, are we stuck here? This is not going to happen. So basically everyone is sitting in the car for like 15 minutes talking about whether or not this is going to happen. There's a little, there's a little comedy routine with trying to open doors and mm-hmm. locking doors, and it's very, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's filler. <laughs> this is filler McFillerson episode. So anyway, um, oh, there's also a short, short, short scene. <laughs> Deadbeat Dad goes to Mama McCall in the hospital, and he's like. But all the supernatural creatures and all the laws, and I can't tell the FBI what's happening. And and, and he's like, I need to do something. And, and she's like, no. We let, in this town, we let, <laughs> we let five teenagers take care of the stuff. And we've been doing it for a couple of years. So you just... It's become... worked so far. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a terrible, terrible argument. And he 
agrees mm-hmm. because reasons. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> but it was really. It was. I did kind of enjoy the like. You can't just come in here and take over. Like obviously, we've been taking care of this right. for a while. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> that that I enjoyed. Anyway, um, so all the hunters show up to to do the zoo thing. Well, because and... Liam and Theo basically do a little pantomime because the the you know the horrible blonde kid who has shown up with a new hairdo from earlier in the day. He stopped to do his hair, mm-hmm. and now he's got a kind of a curly like wavy a thing. Blowout, yeah, had a blowout done. So because. Sure. All right. Why not? So he only he gets there and he calls her back up and two guys show up and he's like, "Just the two of you?" And they're yeah. like, "Yeah." And he's like, "No." But they're all here. I totally promise. <laughs> and so uh, Theo's like, "Oh, we have to make them think there's more of us." And he starts beating up on on Liam and Liam's like, "What are you doing?" And th- because no one can actually discuss a plan on this show. They just have to sit no. there and say. I'm doing the thing. And Why? I, apparently, they they had this discussion about this weird plan that they're doing now, uh, on a at a different time, like off screen. Mm, sure. So they're like, "Oh, wow! There's lots of werewolves here. We must call for backup." And they call for the backup, and the backup comes out of the warehouse, and the people, the guys in the car, are like. Aha, we can go in and do our thing. Blow up the stuff. That's what we're doing, right? We're blowing up the stuff. And they go in and they find the control room. And it has... It's of mixed use. Yeah. It's not It's not the most useful room. But they go into the armory and they sit there and... Scotty and... and, and Malia? Malia? Malia. Malia. Well, you've learned a name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to prompt you. <clears throat> Um, Scotty and Malia go in and are stunned. Stunned, I tell you. Stunned into immobility. Stunned into the ability to think rationally. Stunned into the ability to spin their wheels for five to ten minutes necessary to set up the scene properly by finding there are no guns in the garden. Yes. Shocker. All the guns have been taken. It was a, tr- it was a trick. It was they a were tr- tricked by the tricker. The and trick was tricked. Then they discover that they have tripped... How did, okay, wait. No, okay, so, so here's what happens. Yeah. So they realize the guns are gone, and are just like, okay, let's go. This was obviously a fake-out. We need to go. And uh, But then Malia, Scotty smells the other two people. We know that those two people are dead. We yes. saw them die two weeks the ago. The two werewolves that were killed. However, Scotty has right. not seen that, so they think they're still alive. Yes. So... Um, he wants to try and save them, and Argent actually gets on the radio and says, do not open that door, because he sees, like, some tripwire thing. Mm-hmm. But nobody's listening at this point. Right. And so they open the door, and that trips the alarm, and it closes off the room that they're in. Mm-hmm. Malia and Scotty. And so that's when they discover the big map on the wall, mm-hmm. and that that the two werewolves from last week they spent all last week trying to save have been murdered and skinned. Because Grandpa Argent likes to keep trophies. Yes. He's a keeper. Yes. So. Meanwhile, <laughs> the zoo, evil guidance counselor, comes up and she's like, the motion sensors got tripped out the, at the warehouse. And Argent's like, yeah. And she's like, what if it's Scott? And she's like, oh, it's totally Scott. <laughs> she's like, aren't you worried? And he's like, no. 
<laughs> Styles is not in town. We don't have anything to worry about from these people. <laughs> and, and they don't. They don't. Oh, God. So, the horrible blonde child mm. is given a crossbow he does not know how to use. <laughs> and sent to go find the people. And the evil guidance counselor looks at him and looks at Gerard and goes, uh... He's going to get killed, right? And he's like, oh yeah, pretty much. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, are you okay with that? And he's like, why aren't you? <laughs> Don't you know what we're doing? He's cannon fodder. He's no. got terrible hair. I don't have any hair anymore. He's got terrible hair. He's supposed to die now. So he goes and he finds... He actually finds Liam and Theo. And he points the crossbow at him. Now, we don't know... I, did you know if it was a crossbow loaded? Ah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I think I think Argent handed it to him loaded. And he says, uh, you know, they sent me to kill you. And <laughs> Liam's like, yeah, no. And they fight. And Not this, really. Yeah. He kind of jumps and throws him over. He throws him over a cliffish. He disappears off the edge of something. We have no idea how. I think how. they were standing on a roof of one of the enclosures. And so when... But there's no sense of scale. Oh, it doesn't matter. Nothing that happens in this episode matters. And I love this show so much. And this episode was just so bad. (laughs) And it was... Oh, no. Seriously. And it it gets worse. The first 25 minutes of this episode are people sitting in cars talking either (laughs) to people in the car or... Or talking on the phone to somebody not in the car. <laughs> and then, and then it gets worse because we have this. We, we figured this out. Uh, and out the entire run of the show, they never did a Mission Impossible episode. Yeah. And this was hey, like hey guys, how did we not do? Well, we better write one because <laughs> we can't finish this shot without having a Mission Impossible episode. Right. So they have one because. The, there's a sensor now, apparently, laser-guided sensor, that if you trip the sensor, all of the air in the room gets sucked out. They're going to pump this... Why? They pump this gas in that basically... Will, it's basically... It's a fire retardant system. Mm-hmm. So it pumps in, pumps in this gas, and it puts out the flames. The problem is, is that it replaces the oxygen, mm. which, if you happen to like the breathing thing, is an issue. And let's just for one second, I want to talk about this room that they're in. That the okay. oxygen yes. oh, is going yes. to get replaced in. Mm-hmm. Um, the door to this room is supposedly like a steel door. Mm-hmm. But it's still just like a door with like a doorknob. Oh, there's, door multi- there's multiple doors. We see them all closed. Yes. Also, there's a big skylight in the ceiling. Well, it's because it was built by the same people who built all the bunkers. And every right. bunker has a skylight. Yes. So... When they were like, but then all oxygen just come out of the room. It's like, every single one of these doors is just a door in a door frame. Uh, leaky. And then also, there's a big f***ing skylight. Well, and these are <laughs> werewolves who can jump and break right, things. Right, exactly. And... Oh, and so, like, the big the plan is we're going to climb up. Like, so, so Scotty and Malia have to do some sexy jumping. <clears throat> okay, but wait. The reason they have to do sexy jumping... <laughs> Is because there's lasers. Yes. Oh, yes. The laser system. Now, once again, and I, dear Hollywood, lasers without fog are essentially invisible. Mm. That's why laser pointers are so fun. Because all of a sudden, a red dot will just appear on someone's groin. Right. 
And they're like, where did this come from? You may have seen an action film or two where someone is standing there having the conversation and the red dot appears on their chest. It is not a red line that runs from their chest all the way back to the gun, but it is a red dot. These are like beams of light that are shooting across the room on rotating little thingy what's it's and they're like at different levels. Oh yeah, this is like this is like a Rube Goldberg. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> so no security system so to would get ever do this. Through it, they have to like jump to different levels, different platforms, and it becomes a platformer mm-hmm. for a second. And they end up Leah or no, Liam Scotty ends up. You with wish it was Liam. Malia. Anybody oh, but God, Scotty and Malia. else in the world. Uh, Scotty is on his back and Malia is lying spread eagle on top of him mm-hmm. while they come up with their new plan. Mm-hmm. And both of them, she's like, well, this is, does this feel awkward? She goes, does this feel awkward? And he says, no. And she goes, nope. And it's just, I just, I ran into the street and screamed. He ran, did. The neighbors were really, really I ran into the street confused. and screamed. And so the new plan is Malia's going to jump up onto a girder by the lock on the skylight and she's going to like rip it, rip it off. And then they're going to go out through the skylight, which is decent. That's a solid werewolf plan. Yeah. Part of it works, except when she rips off the lock, it like breaks, it, it hits a laser. And so the gas comes out. Right. But here, okay. But then because they're werewolves, they can survive without... Breathing? Well, it doesn't happen. It's not like an instantaneous thing. This, of course, means that they must completely forget the skylight plan where Mm. the glass is. And they must slump together and have a meaningful conversation about things. Right. Basically, Malia re-outlines, like, I wanted to do so many things. I wanted to go to Paris. And all this stuff. She leaves out the part where the reason, one of the main, her main Paris goals was, I'm going to go to Paris and I'm going to hook up with some hot French dudes. Right. Uh, she leaves that part out because now she's decided she wants all up on Scotty's jock. And so uh, Argent, Ar- Argent and, and Lydia save them. Argent does a thing. And he decides that a pipe that passes from the room that he's in. No, that that's way. No, no they, they they go in blunt guns a blazing. Yeah, I know. They did, the, the, they I, did I, the pipe. I forgot to mention the terrible uh, pipe thing. But anyway, a terrible pipe thing doesn't matter. So he yeah. goes down and and there's fights and things and and let's go through the door and she goes, it's bulletproof. He looks at her and goes, it's not banshee proof. And she's like. All right, I have this power, and, and then, she did use some of the she kung used fu. Banshee powers. She did use. She did use some banshee kung fu as well. She uh, yeah. came and kicked a dude in the face, and she learned her banshee kung fu like two seasons ago, and then never used it. Yeah, um, so she blows the she blows the door off the hinges, and air whooshes back into the room. Air whooshes back in a way that does that. This is not how air works, guys. There, admittedly. I said from the beginning, do not stare directly at the plot on this show. But mm. This is this is an episode of do not stare directly at the physics, <laughs> do not stare directly at the law, uh, do not stare directly. It's just, I mean, yeah. If for a filler episode, it's full of filler, right? Uh, <laughs> so bad. So then, because there has to be an explanation why this room is empty, mm-hmm. the folks at the zoo didn't catch anybody, mm-hmm. and. Everybody's, oh, by the way, uh, all episode 
Lydia has been having uh, premonitions. She's been mm-hmm. hearing gunshots. Not and, helpful premonitions. Not and, really. Well, she's been hearing gunshots, and she saw glass break. Like right. she saw the windshield of one of the car. The car she was sitting in for fifteen minutes break. And uh, that was just hopeful. She was just thinking, I if the windshield shatters, I could escape this scene. That's right. What that was. And. Uh, and so she keeps hearing these things like glass shattering and gun bolt, gunshots mm-hmm. and and all these things. And she even tells Arjun at one point, she's like, "I'm having I'm having premonition. Something's going to happen." So at the end of the episode, they're all in except for Scotty and Malia. Scotty and Malia are <laughs> upstairs making out because apparently Malia's decided one of the things she wants to do before she dies is Scotty drives me crazy. And I said this last week, Twitter is not having it like like <laughs> the the writers I, I feel like the writers on the show must be l- losing their minds and i might actually text my friend angela who wrote on this show uh and and just be like hey how do the writers of how do you guys have you talked to the other writers do you what do you guys think about the fact that no one likes the fact that you got Molly and scotty together in the last 10 episodes of the show no no not even the last 10 episodes yeah I mean, this is like, yeah, they didn't start. They didn't even decide. one of one of the previous five episodes. Yeah, maybe and, episode okay, two. seven, two of these, two of these maybe negative seven. seven. Like, yeah, for the first three episodes, nothing. There was nothing, and then like an episode was it? Maybe episode something like that. Yeah, yeah, like the fourth, third or fourth she was when I saw it, eyes. and I was like, no, and you're like, what? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> So I might I might text Angela and be like, "What are you? What? How are you feeling about the fact that everybody's kind of like mad about?" This? Well, this wasn't something they could do. The episodes are written and shot. Yeah. I mean, we're we're at the end game here. So while they're having their little thing, <clears throat> Deadbeat Dad comes in and he's like, "This is really bad." And they're like, "What's wrong?" And he says, "Well, Gerard has armed the entire town with his weapons." The he reason just... the weapons were all gone because he. Gave them away. He didn't charge out. anybody. He just yeah. handed them out. And now, admittedly, one of the major issues with this particular scene is that our heroes go back to Scotty's house. Right. They are supposed to have left town. So this would be on the list of really stupid things to do. Right. Pretty high. Well, uh, but... I- Again, this is a town with how many bunkers? Why are they not in a bunker? <laughs> also, like every family on this show has like right. three of their own and bunkers. It's, and it's Argent is there, Mama McCall is there, Deadbeat Dad is there, uh, Mason is there, mm-hmm. Liam is not there yet. Liam I and thought, Theo are driving there. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if they've gotten there yet because the whole bit is Jari wants to kill Liam right. so that he can destroy Scotty. Which is a much more complicated plan than just killing Scotty. Right. I just want to point that out. <laughs> well, season season two of the show, Gerard used a cannibal, which is a creature that's a lizard, where, where lizard. Sure. Okay. Um, he manipulated a kid who had uh, who had had a bad time at a swimming pool, almost drowned at a swimming pool. Uh, to use the canama to kill a bunch of people, and uh, and then okay. kill the kid to get the canama, also that he could become a werewolf to get rid of lung cancer. So Gerard's plans sometimes are a little like. <laughs> okay. Well, then never mind. This yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. 
So Gerard Gerard takes long game like really hard, like really hard with the long game. So gunfire. Yes. And well, first Lydia realizes it. She's standing there, right? She starts, yes. And and so she says, "Get down!" Just soon enough to try and get everybody down because crossbow bolts come through the windows with flashbang grenades on them mm-hmm. or something, and everybody falls. And there's gunfire. And Scotty looks up, and he sees a hand with blood, and end scene. Yes. And so we don't get to find out he was shot. It was Mama McCall until next episode. Oh, it was Dad McCall. No, it was Mama McCall. You want to know how I know? How do you know? Because in the trailer for this season, they show Melissa Ponzio, the beautiful Melissa McCall, Sitting in a hospital bed, hooked up to wires and tubes, with Scotty sitting next to her, and she says, you need to fight. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah. <clears throat> so, spoiler for next week, folks. Here's something else that I find irritating and annoying. Mm-hmm. Where is Styles? No, okay. Okay. No, <laughs> I, know, I know where Dylan O'Brien is. Dylan O'Brien is off, at this time, shooting American Assassin. Right. Which is the new, block, hopefully, blockbuster that he is. Which um, is either just came out or is about to come out. Yes. He's, yes. Uh, he is He is off at this time shooting American Assassin. Now, of course, at this time would be like a year ago. Right. Because, of course, these episodes but, were filmed like a year ago. But he has... He's, Styles is the smart one. Like he is the one who comes up with all the plans and like sees the the things that are happening. St- Scotty and the whole there's a whole season about how Scotty and Styles need to be together to work on these ridiculous things. Yeah, it was the first half of this season. <laughs> And apparently other seasons as well. Yeah. But wasn't that the point it's of the a, first half of this season? Is that without Styles, it's a mess? Yes, pretty much. So Styles is gone. Right. And it's a mess. It's a mess. And no one knows what's happening. No one's tried to call him. Nobody's tried to call him. Apparently, they haven't texted. Well, and they got a guy from the FBI. They, they called up. This is the 21st century, and these are teenagers. Mm. They have not Facebooked him. They have not Twittered at him. Seriously? This is what we expect me to believe? <laughs> at me. At me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Jesus. It's so... He's, he's literally been... I, I, obviously, I have great love for the fact that they left him as, as being a regular on mm-hmm. this show. He's in the opening credits of every single episode. He has been in ten minutes of this show so far. If that, maybe it was only like four. Well, the first half of the season he was the wild during the wild hunt run he was in what a quarter of the episodes because mm-hmm. he was gone he right. was filming a freaking movie four episodes left and they have wasted one with this one mm-hmm. i mean the the most the best thing about this episode was that it gave me a chance to say at no point is any sentence end well with Full of spiders again. That's a great. That's a fun thing to say. That, and and that is that should be, that it should be, should be, should be uh, needle pointed on a on a pillow. I I'm gonna actually like. I might even you know see if I can you know. No, nothing nothing good is ever filled with spiders. I think that might actually be the name of the 
the title of this week's episode is <laughs> Nothing Good is Filled with Spiders. Uh, uh, so we'll be back next week with more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Uh, we will, a little programming note. For those of you who don't just listen to this podcast and you listen to our other podcasts, uh, H2O, the one that, that Jason Hunt and I uh, have been doing for the last several years, one of our first podcasts, actually, uh, is going on hiatus. And as of next week, I'll have my own show. Yeah, I saw that in our new promotional materials. Yeah. The Timothy Harvey Show. No, it's the Tim Harvey Show. What's I'm the, not thrilled with the title. What's the Tim Harvey Show going to be about? Well, um, one, of the things that, uh, one of the things that I had talked about, uh, and I talked about with you too, and I talked about with, with Jason, is that we don't get to cover all the things we want to cover. You know, you've got kids. I've got the schedule with work. It makes it... We, you and I used to write a lot more for oh, the site. yeah. And so it's been harder for us to do that. And one of the things that I thought was, is like, we'd sort of do a spinoff of Zompocalypse Now. And I'd be able to talk about Winona Earp or mm-hmm. you know, any of the other horror shows that I watch or a, a horror movie that's, you know, something that's something that we can have going on at the same time we're doing Zompocalypse Now. Okay. Because when we started off just doing Walking Dead, we'd go on hiatus when the show did mm-hmm. and then Fear the Walking Dead and we're like well, let's just keep recording and then oh Teen Wolf and it's, we basically fill in we filled in every Sunday mm-hmm. as much as we can I'm not sure it's really hard to tell what I want to do with it I'm going to have guests apparently uh, Jeff East who played uh, Teenage Superman in, yeah. in, the night, in the Christopher Reeve first Superman film and has done quite a bit of things he was also in our film Statement of Randolph Carter mm-hmm. uh, he wants to be a guest he's informed us I'm like yes I have a guest I don't know when but anyway, that's something to watch for. If you if you listen to H2O, it's going to be in the same spot on iTunes. We'll see what happens. It could be a train wreck. It could be doomed. Uh, me on my own? What a horrible thought. Yeah, it's terrible. It'll be four hours long, each one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it will not. We're going to have a countdown clock and everything. So anyway, um, something to look, you to look forward to or run away from. Pete talking <laughs> from the group. <laughs> this is Pete talking. <laughs> oh. Alone again, naturally. Okay, enough of that. Anyway, thank you for listening, folks. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now here on Sci Fi for Me Radio. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>